Those five guys who've been friends since the 90s went to elementary school together, then went off to high school. And of course, once college hits, some of us stuck together and some of us went their own separate ways. Some got married and some started a family. But the Montreal Canadiens found a way to bring us back together. A couple of years back, we started a group chat called Habs Talk, a platform for us to just shoot the shit and talk Habs. Then 2020 came along. We all got hit with a pandemic. The world was put on pause and we were told to stay home and not see friends and family. This group chat was, was our distraction, a place to just block out this craziness that was going on all around the world. We then decided to turn our chat into a podcast. Like everything else in 2020, it was an uncertainty. Who would have known one episode would have turned into 90? Who would have known? Now, I'd like to first thank the Montreal Canadiens for this crazy, dramatic season. They gave us a lot of content for us to get to 90 episodes. That's for sure. And I also want to thank everybody on this panel tonight, including two guys who were at first special guests and then just became recurring guys. And you all found a way to contribute. Each and every one of us all found a way to contribute to bring this podcast to where it is today. Now, not only do I want to thank the Montreal Canadiens and everybody on this panel tonight, but I also want to thank all our fans and followers out there. If it wasn't for you guys who gave us the motivation and the, 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 the love and support, we wouldn't be here today. We are now sitting over 2,000 followers, guys. And that's because of you all. Now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the season finale episode of The Curfew Boys, live in their basements. Let me introduce you to my boys. We got Fireman Sam, we got Statman Joe, we got Chipman Adri, we got Bob Buster Zook, Enough. we got GQ Chris, and I think I found a name for you, Vito. I think I found a name for you. You might not like it, we'll see, we'll change it up. Twitter man Vito. <laughs> I just... The twist. What? The twist. The twist. He's definitely a twist. The twist. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> God, so nice. We're not coming up with names anymore. The twit. I don't know. Twit. I didn't say twit. I said Twitter, man. Twitter, oh, man. Twit. It's amazing. Uh, Anyways, <laughs> while Sammy is laughing out there, wanna welcome guys. So sorry. Welcome to our final season finale episode. And just letting you guys all know, this ain't the end of the curfew, boys. It's just the end of the season. Uh, who would have known we would have got to 90 episodes? Actually, so one sorry. person who didn't think we would get to 90 is Mr. Non-Optimistic Joey. Joey wasn't even a member at the beginning. He was Mr. Um, 
I'll, I'll, I'll come on when I, when I feel I'll think like about it. I'll, I'll think, think about, about it. it. I'll think about it. How many times I'll did you say, I'll think about it? Just an afterthought. Just an afterthought. Wow. Like, Joy, <laughs> you're really getting thrown under the bus and we just it's started. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's okay. It's Saturday <laughs> night. That, that goes against everything this fucking song talks about, Anthony. <laughs> 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 like, I was going to say, interesting choice doing? of song. <laughs> I love you, Joey. You're a real oxymoron you know, over here. What the listen, fuck? Not really. It just it goes to show the love that we have for each other, right? We can oh. buzz balls all we mm-hmm. want. Well, you know the, the saying the song is they're graduating growing up and you know it's kind of oh, like well, what growing up did we do we're still in high school over yeah, here I've owned, we, we regressed i think we regressed over the course of the year actually i've owned my rights to buzz balls on joey i've known him for a really long time you know the uh, saying though right uh, uh, people well, we buzz don't. balls to people they really like that's true love if if you don't if you love him you bug him so there you go so all right, guys, how you all doing? It's been a while, man. It's been... Uh... Hey, now. <laughs> I fucking knew you were going to... I knew you were going to open with that song, Anthony. I swear to God, I freaking knew it. been doing... My I... wife this morning, I've been, I've been planning... I've been doing this monologue all week to practice. And today, we got into the car and the song went on because it was automatic from my Spotify. And, and I was be... like, what the fuck are you listening to? The, the light just kept on. <laughs> 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 and to be boys. <laughs> your wife thinks something's wrong with you and she's like uh, what the hell are you listening to? you're like uh, <laughs> were you in tears too <laughs> Not too bad. the first time i did the monologue it touched me a bit you know but after doing it a hundred times this week weird yeah hundred times ah that's where you went during work hours <laughs> i was gonna i was gonna respond in the chat and all that and i just i was worried that i was gonna fuck you up as you were uh i wasn't i wasn't looking at the screen so it's all good <laughs> uh all right guys so how you all doing how do you guys feel about uh this week i think mark benjamin was very very busy this week first time in a long time i see free agency frenzy being this crazy on the half side i'll I'll say it this i'll call it necessary signings that's Mm -hmm. my opinion i think absolute necessary signings from benjamin i don't think he overpaid some people think he overpaid for hoffman some people think he overpaid for savard no, I no, no, no. I I I don't agree with him overpaying. He definitely didn't overpay for uh, maybe Lekkinen is a little Pedro. high in my opinion. Dude, no, he he. It's Lekkinen took a discount. hundred yeah. yeah. was a hundred a hundred thousand less. A hundred thousand less than when he was supposed to make. No, but I'm I, saying a player like that. I'm saying is that still on the high this end? Is, right? Well, you have to you have to look at it this way for Lekkinen, right? He's a more often than not, rather, except for like this season, is a thirty point player. Who's getting paid two point three million for one more year and is still an RFA at the end of the year? That's the thing. Right. I don't think I've ever seen something like that before. I'm wondering if it's because, listen, maybe they're gonna keep him because Byron's out, but maybe his trade value just went up because there's a year and there's and this still leaves a team with some control. Uh, I th- I I think so too. It's a good point. It's true. It's one year, right? It's, How old it's is he? 20, he's 27, 26. 26. Because then, oh, as good. of as of twenty seven years old, then you. Be- Become an unrestricted UFA. agent. Yeah. Uh, and to jump back to Savard, the the salary he got, the, his cap it is pretty much in line with what I had said. I said, yep. When we were signing him, I said it was she shouldn't get paid more than what Edmondson and Sherrod are getting paid, and that's literally exactly. the amount. But Even I think Hoffman the only, the only reason really- why he got why it became three point five is because it's that fourth year. If yeah. it was if it was three years, it was going to be closer to four, if not yeah. four. Plus, but- when you hit the 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 free agent market, you always kind of have to outbid some teams. So yeah. that's always a factor as well. Cause you know, Savard had other offers, which apparently he actually got offers with more money and he turned yep. it down to be with Montreal. 
Well, they right, said well, it's it. family, right? He said it. He wants yeah, to be close to family. And at least, and at least he didn't find out about it over Twitter like uh, Marc Andre Fleury did. So I feel like Savard felt like if I had to be in his shoes, he won the cup, he, he achieved that goal, and now he's coming back home to be with family because his mission's accomplished as a hockey player. Now okay, it's so just... a cool question yeah, exactly. for you, Vito. Yeah. Actually, I, I a question for everybody, but I, I know Simon's answer, and we kind of like butt heads this week about this. About what? But again. We all have our oh, own opinions. Here we go. No, no, I, I want to bring it up. I'm going to bring it up. I'll be, I'll be. What do we butt heads about, about it? Let me get You'll there. You'll see. I'll be very professional I, about it. I seriously don't remember. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, this crap again. We'll keep it short yeah. and sweet. We'll keep Malata. it short and sweet. But I actually want to hear from Chris and Vito because I heard from everybody else. Chris and Vito I haven't say spoke it. to. I'm still going to say I, it. You can say it, yes. But I want to hear from Chris and Vito first. So, again, I do not. I like the signings. I like them all. Okay. I hear a train in the background. Is that the bell center horn or something? What's going on? <laughs> I hear a train. Um, the bell center horn. So listen, I, I like, I, I like the, 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 the signings. Okay. I think we are now slightly better team this year on paper than last year with the signings we got. Okay. I'm not saying we're. I want to say better. better. But... We're different. I think. Or, yeah, I think we're exactly. more offensively skilled, but a little more defense. Defense, we're, we're different. Yeah, I, I'll say we're still weaker without you know, without Weber. Yeah. Okay, but it's so it, it's not we done yet, we're getting. Yeah. Anyways, so my question is to you guys do you think these signings were for the need of the team or very political? Yeah, now I'll go, I'll, I'll, get, I'll... I'll give you my answer first. And again, not against it. I understand how it works here in Montreal. I understand how the government works. And, you know, having a friend, like French players on your team is very important to the city and to the government and to the media. And I feel like already last year it was only Dano on the ice. And they made a comment where it was only one French Canadian on the, on the, on, uh, playing for the Montreal Canadiens. And there was a whole big stink about it. Now with... The season's about uh, free agency starting with zero French players on our team because we don't know where Drouin is. Okay, yes, they said he's going to start for the start the season, but we don't know. It's not a fact yet. Dano is signing for LA, so now we have zero Good French fucking. players. Zero French players, and out of nowhere, in within 24 hours, we got four. Yeah, I'm sorry, but I feel like this was a political move more than the needs of the team. Okay, real oh, quick. I, I, I know this. This is, if you want to play political, yeah, maybe, maybe you could say they kill two birds with one stone. But these are, these are needs in terms of Savard, a big right-handed defenseman. We already can, have three big defensemen. We didn't need a yeah, four. Okay. But, 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 no, but who who's on the right side? Not, not right-handed. Who's on the right side? Weber's out, and no. then Petrie and Petrie's there. There's nobody else. Us, we're not. We we were not going to get Dougie Hamilton. There was no way in hell he was coming here for, especially no, for that amount of money. So, and no puck moving a defenseman's available. So, and Anthony, so, uh, David Savard happened to be the needed defenseman on the right side to play bottom pair minutes. And he just so happens to be uh, uh, a Quebecois. I, I, don't, I don't look at that. We need, I look at his signing saying that we need a big guy on the right hand side because Weber's gone. Oh, he's from Montreal? Okay, well, cool. All right, well, 
well, maybe he could be part of the what are quote unquote quotas of for the political for political discussions. Matthew Perot is another good player who does what he does and who always played well against Montreal. Is he good on faceoffs? He he could play. He's more of a left. He hasn't winger. played he there play, in three, four years. He's four, four, five years. He hasn't done center in a no, while. Yeah, but he's you, want to, you guys, you guys know why he hasn't played center. He had back problems. He was having trouble right. on yeah. faceoffs exactly. because he was having back problems. So I thought he was once decent on faceoffs. Uh, so, no, but no, but dude, but he uh, faceoffs. I think I think Vito might have mentioned this too at one point somewhere in time that Matthew Perot is a bit of a he's a he's an older Arturi Lekinen. He can mm. do the exact oh, same I, thing. I didn't mention that. That was amazing. Oh, oh, I think so. Sorry. He could score a bit, he's, a little more. <laughs> he, well, exactly. Like he, well, he's, but he's he on the decline. Well. He's on the decline. Yes, yes, he he is. Yeah, but if, if but you that, look at his stati- statistically, he went from more or less a consistent forty-point getter to last. He's been below twenty points for the last. But two honestly, last year was a. Uh, an outlier I think he's going to be motivated coming yes. into Montreal. Yes. And at least for this year. And you know what? Fortunately for us, he's only signed for this year. What, just um, one year. Yeah. So if I'm going to jump in now, uh, unless Sammy, are you done? Oh, yeah. I just, I just want to say just, just one thing. If you want to go on that political discussion, just look at all the guys they signed for Twadi Viad and that could be call ups for the Laval Rockets. You want they sign a whole lot of Quebecois players, which is good. I, it's not. It's it's not. Nobody's in a no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Nobody, nobody, nobody's saying it's a bad thing. No one's saying it's. We're we're not saying that. I'm just saying, you could probably use that. You could probably open up that debate for setting up a Trois Rivières team and guys that could be called for the Laval Rockets. If you want to open up that political discussion, for. For the for for those two franchises teams that are still part of the Montreal Canadiens organizations, sure, fine. They're, they're, in my opinion, there might be something there. But as far as the Canadians, they signed these guys because they they need them, and that's just my opinion. Uh, I, if anybody else disagrees, that that that's fine. That's okay. I you, know, you want to go? You know, even but dude, then they signed Mike Hoffman too. Which is a big need, and nobody cares well, about his last I think, name. I think when it comes to Hoffman and Savard, them it's to mitigate what Shea Weber brought in different aspects. You know, on the power play, you're now going to have Hoffman on the left side. He's going to be more of the shooter. He's going to be putting up some of the goals that Weber's leaving behind. On the defensive aspect of the game, Savard's going to make up for it. Now, neither of those guys, especially Savard, is a Shea Weber. There has only no. ever been one Shea Weber in the league. The last time there was a similar player, his name was Rob Blake, and that was way before, yeah. right? So cool. that, I've always said Shea Weber was the modern-day Rob Blake. So he, they brought in David Savard to mitigate the, on the defensive side of things what, what Weber brought in. Now, for the, the whole political side, I think Sammy's right. It's feeding two birds with one hand. Um, they're addressing the French situation and the francophones and having fr- francophones on the team in case there's an injury to one, you didn't, you won't have to be put in a situation like we did last year and have any types of distractions that way where they're mentioning, you know, it's the first time in, uh, in Montreal's history that there's not a single francophone with four of them being, it's highly unlikely that all of them are injured at the same time, but those players individually all bring something to the table. Pocket is more of an energy fourth line is going to be a depth type of guy that's going to come in and you know especially with mm. Byron being hurt he's there and Matthew Perot brings in 
some some veteran experience there who was going to probably replace Corey Perry, a bit of a pest, an agitator, kind of talks talks shit. He doesn't crash the net or get. In, he's not a net front presence like Perry is, but he brings yeah. other elements that are very Perry. He has produced more than Perry has in the past couple of seasons, so he'll he'll bring he'll bring yeah, goals Perry, and assists yeah, in Perry's, different ways. Perry's hockey IQ is. Yeah, it's second to none. Perot, we're gonna, sure, we're, gonna, right? we're gonna we're gonna miss that big time. That's that's for we sure. are now. Then you have um, Savard. I've already spoken about Savard and what his what he's got brought in for right hand defenseman, big guy who's gonna clear in front of the net. Who's who's basically going to mi- mitigate the loss and what Weber left behind. Now I'm missing a I'm missing that fourth francophone. Who, who was who am I missing? De 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 but he's, but he's, but he's, but he's not even going to play. But he's, he's a minor league guy. He's, a, he's an AHLer that, similar to Belil, if there's like significant injuries, then they're going to call him up. We only it's, signed in three that to the actual roster. No, Savard, Paquette, Perot, and 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 and, and, uh, and Dea. So however, okay, that's it. So and and we out. have and we have Joy as the other francophone. If he plays, I know they're saying he's going to play, but I mean, he's not going to play for long. He's got to give there. The wings are very crowded. And right so now he's high. he's the player that if any, uh, he's on the chopping block in my opinion. On him, I think what's going to happen is Bergeron is going to give him a chance to come back to the ice, play, and then trade him. I don't so think he's going to show teams. I don't think he's going to no, you don't I don't think I don't think he's gonna wait that long. He's not gonna wait for the uh, for them to get on the ice. Somebody, now, but somebody's but, gonna somebody's gonna move soon. And but it, he and has it's no gonna trade value right now, so I don't know. He's gonna, be a, he's gonna be a throw-in. Acor- though. According to Chris. Darren, according to Darren Drager, he still had value, and people were still okay. calling for for Joy. Now yeah. I'm just gonna finish off on that whole front on saying, Anthony, maybe there could have been a bit of a political side to it, maybe an under, uh, like an underlying thing there. But at the same time, it's it would have been a whole other thing if they brought in players that was like out of left field and saying, "But what's this guy going to do for us?" They all bring in a different need for a different situation, uh, at a you know, um, what a different set of skills. So yeah. that's my opinion on and, that. And 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 just to add to that, they're all they're only one year contracts at like under a million. They're okay. they're, they're, they're they're nothing. Here, okay, let's go for it. Yeah. So, look, my opinion. All those points are extremely valid, but I think there's another thing too. For Savard, it's definitely based on need. Uh, you guys spoke about replacing Weber's style of play and everything like that, but on on that subject, style of play, they found a way, especially in the playoffs, uh, that gave them success, uh, a style of play that worked very well amongst the team. And having those big, uh, rough, and tough defenseman to play against. Uh, look, Savard fits that role perfectly. I know we need more puck moving defense, but funny enough, if you consider Weidman, let's say on the third pair, you have, let's say, uh, Pichu on the first and uh, Romanov on the second, you actually have a half decent skating and puck moving defenseman on every single pairing paired with a tougher, more stay at home defenseman. So I don't think that's all that bad. So Savard comes in, for a role. Uh, It wasn't political whatsoever. What I do like, and this is going to carry into the other four players. You guys heard me uh, complain about Deno, say what kind of person that he was uh, wanting to go after the dollar (laughs) and not play for the team. Every single, every single one of these guys that signed, not only were their contracts likely a little bit less, I I don't want to say that Pejo signed for less or that he would have gotten much more elsewhere. I'm really, really not saying that, but all four of these guys were beyond happy to be coming home, coming to either 
for the first time sport the Montreal Canadiens colors, which they dreamed about uh, playing with since their childhood. Um, they all took the, I, I don't think it's as much the, the salary as much as it's the term. They want to come here. They want to contribute. They want to be home. They want to be here. And I think it was easy, especially what, what I found really nice was hearing David Savard say, I, I heard the Canadians were interested. They called up uh, my agent. Uh, I had other offers elsewhere. I, I, I wanted to play in Montreal. I took, I took uh, what it was as soon as Montreal called. So again, I don't think this is political. I think this is just a lot of Francophone players or these uh, Francophone players in particular having an opportunity to sign with their hometown team after a magical playoff run. And they took that opportunity to fulfill one of their dreams. I, I don't think it was necessarily Bergevin running about to address that need whatsoever. When, I want to just jump in quickly. When was the last time you heard a player say, I'm going to, I'll go through a wall for this team? Yeah, I was just about and to that. Was that was Cedric Paquette. Yeah. He said that the last player to ever say that, that I remember was Steve Bejay. And that's what Cedric Paquette reminds me of. It's a Steve <laughs> Bejay energy-esque type of player. But he can play center. Steve what, really what, 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 what game was it? I remember this. Anthony, Anthony, we watched this game at your house. Bejay was going this. for a hit. And he ended up tripping. And he smashed his two front teeth on the boards. One in the back. It, it, was, back. Against, it was against Detroit. I was at that game. I love against Beijing. Detroit? It was, yeah. I, I don't Montreal think it was a playoff got, game. No, no, no. Was, yeah, Montreal yeah. got obliterated 6-1. But he went head first into the boards. Yeah, yeah. He went just I, 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 I was at that game. <laughs> It's so funny. We saw Steve Beijing when, when Anthony and I were trying to get into casual spa for game six there, the winner against oh, uh, Vegas. Oh. We saw, we saw Steve Beijing is uh, just speaking of him. He couldn't yeah, get in. I guess wow. I wasn't, I guess I wasn't there. I guess no, I you weren't, there you weren't, you weren't there yet. <laughs> did you, but you didn't, you, you weren't there. Were you there to see uh, Patrice Brisbois get rejected? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. course. I was there the whole time. I was, I, I was, I was the guy, I was later. the guy staring over your head, scouting the whole area to make sure that you were safe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we're, we're all in agreement that Anthony's the only one thinking it's political. No, hold on a second. I, yes. I, I, I do not disagree. <laughs> okay. These are bad. Yes. Yes. If I, there's I, one. I'm, and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna change my my point. I, I, well, if, for Laval, if you want to, honestly, I think Laval Rockets uh, is a lot more than than yeah than the Montreal. I think it just there, there's just so many other points. There's just so it many could other be points beyond. You know? Yeah, the, the exactly. real question. So many published. points going against it. So like, uh, like we said, Pocket is the only one I could debate. Maybe they could have, but they could sign any fourth line guy. I think Perot was signed because Perry wasn't signing. I think if Perry signs, I don't think Perot was signing. Joey, that's though, my, even, that's my even at that, yeah, though, yeah. even at that, Pocket might address a certain kind for, of defensive sure. need. Like, Dano, that look, we lost Dano, we lost that defensive element. He might come in as more of a shutdown role type okay. player if he exceeds. But do you, guys, do, you guys, do you guys not think that maybe Jake Evans could be the next Philip Dano type? He could, like maybe, maybe, but I don't maybe, want to send a guy with that many concussions uh, to have that kind of a yeah, role. Fair, fair it, point, like, but I think I, I just think he, he, he's proven himself so well defensively, and he could play center, he could play wing. I, I don't know. I, I just maybe it's because I'm trying. I, to make I, this, I hope, for, I, I hope for Jake Evans, his career doesn't turn into like an Andrew Shaw. 
Yeah. Oh, same yeah. here. Oh, same that, here. That, I'm worried. One, one more big, one more big hit. I'm worried. For but, sure. but, but that's that's why I still think that Montreal needs to address that. They need another center. Yeah, for sure. Agreed. A lot. Well, a Bergeron lot. Of... said it right. He needs center and puck moving D. So the... a lot Go is going to be relied. I was going to say the puck moving the... D. I think Norlander. Yeah, they, that might be their fallback, but I yeah. think the the center is more important, more crucial right now than, yes. than the puck moving D. And the reason, and you know what, Chris even mentioned it: the style that they're playing on defense, um, being more big body defensive defenseman types, and they're just gonna you know, keep pucks out and just let the offense drive. There's a reason why they brought Hoffman in. There's a reason. Hoffman is an upgrade on Tatar, not five, five on five, on the but Montreal's yeah. special teams on the power play. It hasn't been strong for about three years now. So they brought somebody now yeah. that that's on the left side that basically is a shoot first mentality who averages about yeah. 50 to 55 points a he's, season to, to score those goals and probably on the right he, side have yes, he a will. Josh Anderson, have a Cole Caulfield, have whatever that will allow him. Vito, Vito imagine, but imagine this though: Hoffman, he's a left-handed shot. Him on the right, Caulfield on the left. I was watching highlights today of Hoffman with the Blues last last yeah. season, not not his previous seasons with with Florida or or, or even Ottawa. Just just St. Louis, man. I know, I know. We all knew this. Joey mentioned this a lot. He, he he's got a great shot. Holy cow! Does he really ever have a great shot though? Like, but if it's, I, it's yeah. if I were a betting man, I would think that at, at least at the very beginning they're gonna probably put Josh Anderson there instead of Cole Caulfield. They're gonna well, split well, that up because they're gonna want to yeah. have on two lines, two two different have power two, play lines to have a sh- two shooters. Yeah, maybe. and Josh Anderson's likely gonna create the space so that Hoffman can get those or, shots. Up. Well, well, it's just a matter of who's gonna be the coming, one that sets up Hoffman. Coming back, coming back. To, well, I think I think you could have. Uh, it'll Nick be Suzuki. It'll likely be Suzuki. Suzuki. Well, look, if no, Juwan comes back, KK. maybe 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 if Juwan does come back, maybe it could be him too. I'm I'm I could see whether I, all I know is that again, speaking of Corey Perry, what's gonna be missed is his net front presence during a power play as well. So this that was is a big I disappointment. That was is... a big disappointment. A disappointment for me. I thought Perry wanted to come back. He did want to come back. Yeah, but Montreal was not willing to give the second, second year. year. It's all the that, second year. Yeah. That was the big. That was the big thing. All, all that I, to say, I don't blame him. Yeah. I don't no, blame Montreal for that, second. No, exactly. All that says, like Anderson has to be that net, net front presence guy. Oh, but there, he right. will. Him and Gallagher will continue doing the same. Yeah, thing. Yeah, Gallagher. There's no question what he's gonna do. If Drouin comes back too, it's gonna it's gonna help out because I think Drouin on one line, Suzuki on the other, because we still don't have too many players who can enter the zone cleanly and set up the power play. Those are the only two guys. Yeah in my opinion, that can do it well and do it consistently. So, Droy might help if he doesn't get traded. Yeah, I was so, going to say, I, I really – I have a feeling he's he's gone because you, you can't have him on the third line. He's a left so, winger. How, you can't have Droy or Hoffman at four and a half and five and a half million dollars on the third line. Well, you you're already going to have – you're already yeah. likely going to have Gallagher possibly on the third line at six and a half million. Yeah, you that have contract to, on the third line, it just – uh, it's, it's, it's giving me agita, like we say in Italian. Give me heartburn <laughs> just looking yeah. at So, it. question for you guys. I'll say what you've been giving me heartburn about later, Joey. Oh. Okay, let's go. Ahead. Well, okay, let's get there. Uh, we'll, I just started now. We'll probably lead to it. Jack, I go. Hold on. Before oh, Jack, I go, we bring it up. It's going to lead to it. What's going on with KK? How come he's still – Hasn't relaxed. Take it easy. You want to know what? I'll give you, I'll give you an answer to that. I'll give you an answer to that. 
He's yep. 21 years old. He's not a man yet. Let him get his man strength. Let him get the, some strength in his legs and work on his balancing. And for the love of God, he's got to shorten his stick. But he's 21 <laughs> years yeah. old. Give this guy time. Why hasn't he signed yet? He's oh, like, oh, why signed? isn't he signed? Oh, yeah, I, 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 I don't want nah, take it to easy. Take, why we're, not, we're not going to lose him. Relax. He's, he's, he's but it doesn't back. make sense. No, but it doesn't make sense that he still hasn't signed yet. Neither has Ryan there's, Keeley. There's, They're not going anywhere. There's, there's like no rush. Lickening just signed like two minutes ago. There's no rush. You want to know why there's no rush? Because right now, Montreal, with LTIR space, have about $5.5 million left. So, so who knows? Maybe, maybe wants to. That's not counting Byron, by the way. They maybe Bergevin wants to address something else, or is looking to address something before he looks and says, "Okay, let me go sign KK now." There's no rush to sign KK right now. It's the off season. Leave himself the flexibility to be able to do any move he wants to do, with the money plus whatever they calculate that uh, how long Byron's going to be out. Because if he gives out that money now and pays Kotkaniemi and all that, then he. Then he's in a jam because if he's not able to make a move, then he's screwed. But now it's if he signs KK and the season starts tomorrow with the LTIR, he still has space to be able to bring in players, be under the cap and be fine. But if he maxes out and he has a goal in mind to, to, to shift off somebody else and it doesn't work out and he's, he's screwed, he's going to start forfeiting games. You can't do that. So I think it's all a question of patience and trying to get things to happen accordingly. They and have KK's anyone, rights. He has no control on any... KK has no and, power in any of this. Exactly. And for anyone in Anthony, I know you like to look into this. You saw this in Weber. I saw this in Bergevin. When they were asking Bergevin about KK, I don't know if it was me, but he didn't seem confident talking about KK at all. He seemed a bit nervous. This is my feeling I got from Bergevin. So. Yeah, but but that that's Bergevin. But I think the real person to worry about that is Ducharme. And Ducharme... Does not could be, could be. It's just Bergevin just gave me that impression KK. when yeah, no, I, I, I see what you, I and see. Those what you are mean, little though, details that you got to see too, because I agree with you. And not only that, I, again, don't don't take this the wrong way, guys. I love KK and I want him to stay. And I know he's still 21 years old. He has a, f- a bright future ahead of him if he plays this right. But just not making him start the playoffs and benching him the last game, a crucial elimination game yeah, for the Stanley not, Cup that's, Finals. That's not- that's not Bergevin. Uh, look, look, I know, no, but no, it was Bergevin. It was Bergevin because he brought in Stall and Stall. No, look, Stall, when he brought him in, he was promised that he was going to play. I'm telling you, Stall didn't deserve to play a lot of those playoff games, but just because it was in the agreement of the trade, he waived his no trade clause under the conditions that he was going to play. That's why KK had to sit out because Stall had to play. And KK started KK started to go down offensively and his numbers started to drop and all that stuff the moment Stall got there and Stall didn't really do anything. Mind you, he addressed that at the end of the season and said that he had a he had back issues, but still KK again KK is a kid. He's not as advanced as someone like Suzuki, but it's six foot three centers at the age of 21 years old who you can see they have something, they have a hockey IQ. They got, they don't fall off trees. It's, it, we have to give this kid time. Yeah. And for, if you tell me he's 23, 24 and he's still like this. Okay. It's an issue. He just turned 21. If by, I would say midway through this season, he's not on a 40 to 50 point pace then yeah, I would probably say there's a good chance that he might be the piece that moves at trade deadline. You guys got to remember too. Hold on a sec, Joe. You guys got to remember too is that KK came in at the age of 18 
not once playing in in North American. Perfect. Uh, I'm glad you're saying this. He never played North American hockey. He got drafted. He was playing in the in the Finnish league. Got drafted, started in the NHL right away at the age of 18. He was the youngest player to play in the NHL. I think he was. I don't know if he was the he, youngest he, in history. He but was. It was no. He wasn't the youngest. He was the, in history, he was the youngest he was in the there. league, though. He was the youngest in the league, and remember the reason why he stuck around because they, they had plans. They weren't gonna keep him. It's because he did so well in training camp, and he did so well for the first for the ten game trial at the beginning of the season. Well, even at that, the rookie. So he did well in training camp, but his the the rookie camp apparently he was awful. In the rookie camp, but then he stepped it up in training camp that year he, that he was drafted, and that's why he. He's a twenty one year old player that's playing in the NHL, and he's. He's, is he where he's supposed to be in a sense? No, he's not. He, obviously, he's got to still he's, develop. He's, he's got to figure it out. Exactly. And he needs, maybe, but he needs more time to develop. People, yes. If, if, we, if Philadelphia gave up on Couturier back then when he Thank just came to the NHL, Thank it was going to be you. over. If, Thank if, you. If people gave up on, gave up on Barkov uh, in the first couple of years of his career, what, what would he be today? You know what I mean? Just Sean, can't Sean give Couturier, up on these guys. It took I, him what? Five, it took Philly what? Five, six years for Sean Couturier to really be like, Okay, guys, this is the player I am. Well, Let's this is—I was having a conversation with a buddy of mine, and I said, "Okay." He asked me, and he asked me a fair question. He goes, "In my opinion, what do I visualize as KK? If KK were to hit his peak, and if he were to be at the bottom, like what would be his comparisons?" So I said, "I go. I could see him being a Couturier type. You know, yes. some people compared him to Barkov in the past. I would say I could see him more as a Couturier type. On a, that would be his like his plateau." Yeah. On the bottom side, I could see him being a um, a slightly slightly better Lars Eller. Eller. Yes. Oh my God! Fucking Vito. I think we like. Been... I could see that. Now, <laughs> is that what you want from a third overall pick? Is somebody to be slightly better than Lars Eller? No. But at the same time, if you get somebody who's that's his role and he becomes a a, a really good third line center, and you got him as a third overall, yeah, you're always going to hear about the Brady Kachuk and all that crap. But at the end of the day, is anybody talking about? Lars Seller and being a, you know, being a first round pick and he's not, he's doing what he did. He won a Stanley Cup. Zook, I have a question for you. How many, how many playoff goals does Brady Kachuk have? Hey, as long as, you're, as long as he was, he's with all of them. Are you really? You're just going to not answer that? Zero. Zook, that was a fucking one timer I'm feeding you. I so said far. zero. Oh, we're we're talking, we're, that. Jesus. we've been talking about KK oh. uh, this whole he's time. Young this year, Sam. Sorry. There's an there's another thing to factor in. Do we all agree? And by the way, it's a pretty good fourth line. But do we all agree that our fourth line is likely going to be Lekkonen, Evans, Armia? Where where's no, Ryan Feeling? No, no. I don't think okay. Armia, I don't think Armia is going to be on the fourth line. I think he's going to be third. Where's Ryan Feeling, okay. boys? Okay, well then hold up. I w- then I want to bring up this. Jesus. I want to bring this up. On the left, we have Tafoli, likely going to be playing on that side. Um, Drewing. And Hoffman. On the right, you have Gallagher, Caulfield, Anderson. So I don't see how Armia moves up. I really if Drewain moves, fine. But I, unless if Drewain is gonna be there, I don't I do not see how Chris, Armia moves up. Chris, no, but I don't Ev- think I don't think Caulfield is even gonna be playing right wing. He finished Ev- off the season playing on the left wing with Ev- uh with Suzuki and Anderson. I could see a line of Evans, Lekkonen, and uh and Armia, maybe. Or even KK Lekkonen, and Armia. Yeah, but that maybe. Uh, I don't that, know about that. Uh, they, if, they don't, if, they don't, if they don't acquire another center, 
KK literally is being put in a situation where right, he has no choice to be sure. second line center. So then there you go. Exactly. So then, so then Evans. So, so, so then I'm telling you, I'm telling you guys now. Then Evans, Lekanen, and Armia. Is well, with that no gone, it gives with, the though. opportunity okay. for KK and Suzuki to perform. But, my and, and okay, yeah. okay, perfect. Wait, wait, that's exactly what I said. The fourth line was going to be Sammy. I said Lekanen, Evans, gonna be, Armia. That's going to be your third. It's not going to be your fourth. Okay, okay, okay. Even even if long story short is what I'm trying to get to. It's crowded. KK on the is wings. finally KK is finally gonna have excellent wingers in comparison to what he's put with. I'm sorry. Go, thank you, Lekkinen, for scoring that goal against Vegas to get us to the finals. It was one of your few for the whole year. But honestly, KK is actually gonna be playing with some talent. And even if two guys, yeah, but... even if two guys play shitty. He's got another two fantastic wingers that could come and play beside no, him. No, he will. No, but you know what? I'm realizing now, like, I, I'm forgetting about Droy on the left. I'm forgetting yeah. about Gallagher, Caulfield, Anderson on the right. Does, like, that, that's what I'm saying. You're, you're no, gonna... but something, something's got to give, guys. It cannot be. You know what, Antti? I have your answer to your question. Why isn't KK signed? I think they're waiting and see. If there is a deal coming, maybe they're going to wait and see what, what the terms of KK's contract is. To see if he could work out a, a trade somewhere, if he's going to try but to acquire. I, that, but this is what I this is what I was saying before. When Anthony asked, "Why is KK not signed yet?" It's, it's because they're they're he's going to keep that cap that he has to see what he's going to acquire, or what he's going to shift around. Because if he if he spends all that money now, then he's in a situation where he's got no flexibility to make any moves. He's, it's dependent exactly. on dumping out cap. It's just, it's just okay. It's so just this this me. is a segue. This is a segue to Joey. No, don't do it. Joey. <laughs> uh, Joey. Yes. Don't Joey, do it. Go for it. Joey, I'm Joey. giving you Seriously? the opening. No, it's go not even it. enough that he annoys. I'm you. signing out. It's, it's not even Bye, enough Adrian. that he annoys the, 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 the guys that he grew up with. Fucking poor Vito's not even five minutes in a group chat with, with Joey on Twitter. And already Vito's enough. He's, he's had enough. It's go, enough, Joe. Joe. Go, Joe. Let him speak. I, I said, I, I'm going to first... Uh, Talk about KK. See the danger of waiting to midseason. This, this is the gamble, and this is what Bergevin has to decide. If by midseason he's not hitting any progression, like Vito said, then you start looking at trade deadline. Well, at that point, I think his value is going to go down further. Fair point. What I was saying is they're not they're not comfortable. Bergevin wasn't comfortable talking about the second line center. I do believe Habs are looking at their opportunity, and. Everybody knows, everyone knows what's going on in Buffalo with, obviously, with Jack Eichel. I said, if it involves a package with Takanyemi, pending what else, not including Suzuki, not including Caulfield, I think Bergevin, as ballsy as he's ever been, he's kind of quiet now. Maybe a puck-moving defenseman, which I can mention another name after. But I think a guy like Jack Eichel, given the medical problem, which I will get into, if it's a package with Kakenemi, I think it's something you have to risk because 24-year-old franchise centermans that score 100 points, that can score 100 points, and we know he can, don't ever come around unless a situation like but this with, happens. But with his medical injury, do we know he can still score 100 points? Because the, the surgery that was was leaked out yesterday, no NHLer has ever has done, ever it. done it. That's it's yes. Art, what is okay. it? Art, sorry, just it's so, artificial, artificial, dis, artificial disc replacement. Yeah, so I mean, if anyone wants terrible. to know more about that condition, so before we get back to if Eichel can fit, whatever, the actual medical condition is he has a herniated disc in his neck. Right. Now, Buffalo has asked to do a traditional surgery, which is called anterior cervical 
discectomy fusion ACDF, which is you take out the herniated disc and you fuse everything around it, the bone and the joints, but you lose mobility in that area and you put stress on Yikes. the other Joy. parts of it. Joey, you sound yeah. so smart. It's actually turning me on now. Can I can I do a timeout for a second on this? <laughs> yes, I've actually looked a lot into it, and the podcast really. Okay, helped. you can look into it all you want. I have a fused ankle, and let me tell you, I got fuck all in mobility, and I'm a different person ever since the surgery happened. <laughs> that explains the difference, Vito. Better, 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 better uh, or worse, Vito. A neck, a neck, <laughs> that's true. A neck is totally different than an ankle, Easy. but I can tell you this. While all you guys have a normal ankle that can move like this, I can't. No. Nope. All right. My, you know me. So anytime I hear ankle. the word fuse, anytime I hear the word fuse, <laughs> in life you want to give people more mobility. <laughs> you don't want to take away mobility. So if they want to go with that traditional way and he does it, they're fucked. Yeah. They're oh, fucked. That's this the guy's not going to be taking not. a all, for Joey, a long time. Joey, all, all my turn on I had for you now just switched to Vito. I, well, I'm, I'm no, sorry, but, but I, I actually have a, a fuse. I have yeah. a, my ankles fused. Yes, I got and that. I saw it. But so Ooh. Vito is okay. actually Vito's actually strengthening the point of taking the gamble on Eichel if this were to happen. So he, their Buffalo medical team, first of all, all medical teams are requiring surgery because conservative therapy has not helped. So, but they want the traditional fusion therapy, which apparently every there's a 25% chance he has to get refused every 10 years and go back for surgery. Okay, so Joey, could, 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 could it be that they want could it be that they want another team? Hey, listen, we all know in the States, surgeries cost money. And we know that Buffalo eh, rich money. owners, a little bit I, on the football side. Could it be maybe they want another team to fucking pay for it? I have no idea. I can't answer on that. I Come on. And would you talk about conspiracies? But that's the risk. Would you risk paying this well, guy with here, $9 million? Here's the argument. This is what or getting Jack Eichel... No but, no, but, no, but that's, that's, that's the whole... I would. That's the this battle is, that's going on between yeah, Jack Eichel and finished. the organization. Exactly. The battle's not... I said half of it. This is what Buffalo wants. What Jack Eichel wants, which is not which has not been performed by on any NHL player, but it has been performed on UFC fighters. A, example, Chris Weidman. And you cannot tell me that there is more impact in hockey than in fucking UFC. What Jack Eichel wants is instead of just removing it, he wants to artificially replace the disc that they're removing. So Perfect. he has his full range of motion and it doesn't put stress around him. And it's almost, and the, and the doctor, the doctor out of Colorado, Chad Pressman says, it's almost like it's going to be like a Jack Eichel clone. He's not going to say 100% because it's never true. And this is what Jack Eichel wants to go for. It has been done in UFC fighters. It has been done in okay, minor league hockey, here, but it hasn't been done in in, in pro level. What happens if, here's what the question happens if though? It, what happens if they do it? They do it. Either one, he gets a bad hit because now the next the next surgery has been done. Your neck is never the same, regardless of what you say. When you get a surgery, you're never the same. My my question is this though, real quick. It's a heavy. It, it's a big risk. If let's say it is, but let's say he gets the okay, whichever he's whether he's not going to stay in Buffalo, wherever team he lands in. And he gets the surgery as of like, uh, I don't know, tomorrow within the week. How? What's the time period that he, he start? Back? He could start at the beginning of the season. He could start. Gets, okay, good this, question. This, that's what they said yesterday. Depends which one, which surgery he takes. Because this is was- because this is this is this is the reason why I'm asking is this. For sure, I'd, I'd kill for for Jack Eichel on my team. Excuse my language, but I think we all would. Every single Habs fan would. But. 
not not just the risk factor of being the first procedure in theory to be done on a hockey player, but it's the timetable that he's going to come back. Are we like, are we willing to give up KK and other assets for, for a player that's going to be absent? But now there's the fact that Vito answered the question saying he could start. Well, it depends well, what surgery. If, if it's a fusion, yeah. if it's the fusion and I don't, I didn't read the article. So if it's a fusion, I'm going to base myself on experience. He wouldn't be ready by the start of the season. They so said minimum so three months before he starts look, engaging in, that, in heavy physical activity. Right. And that's minimum and three months. And it's going to take take it from me, from experience. Shit. Therapy, you have to almost relearn how to adapt to this new way of so your let, life. So how, let's say it's half a season probably is going to miss. That's, so it, that's it, it, took, like, it took me a full year to just feel this is my new way now. So this is why I don't think and I, got, and I got surgery again after that. This is why I don't think Eichel's going to come simply because we wow. we Still, don't have we don't have centermen's now. That's to not really true. Bring up paling, bring up paling, bro. Come you on, he you guys he are, could score ten goals. the gun. Like I don't I don't know. I have I, to that, explain that, the other side of this. There's, oh, there's shit, the Jack Eichel side. Oh, the, okay. Well, the there's Jack There's two surgeries. The one he wants to get, which was never done on an NHL player, but. There are backings done on UFC fighters, yeah. minor league hockey players, and mm-hmm. other professional sports that has been successful is you replace the disc with an artificial one. Okay. With an artificial disc, he can come back with full range of motion, no okay. stress on his ligaments. Within six weeks, he could start practicing six and training. Weeks. This is about, if it's done. What about done. face-offs, though? What, like, how do you think he's going to be able but, to But you know face-offs? what? Then if I'm Jack Eichel and the trade hasn't happened yet, do go get your surgery. He can. Fuck yeah, because con- con- contractually, but have an agreement with Buffalo. Oh, you can't. Do what you can. This is where oh, he's can. having an issue. Go Buffalo have your forbidden. surgery and then play. Come back, play, prove the world that you can still do it without a problem. And then your trade value goes back up. And then every team's going to line up again to give Buffalo whatever the hell they want for him. But right well, now, they're asking, Buffalo's asking, they want their cake and they want to eat it too. They're asking for it. teams to basically give me my package I would have gotten if Jack Eichel was 100% healthy and happy. And at the same time, take the risk of eh, if the surgery goes bad, you guys are screwed with a ten million dollar contract, and the insurance will pay it. But we get your assets. Is there anything more, Joey, or or is that? I was just gonna say if you if you go with the fusion and look, I believe the doctor, and I went to go search. They mentioned NFL players within three years. If you had this fusion surgery, the ones the Buffalo medical team want to recommend, the guy's done within three years. Maybe a bit, maybe a bit more because in you, know, you get more impact and for done his career is done oh, in three years. Done. Maybe guys... more in NFL, so maybe a, a a year or two more because in the NFL it was three years. So that's why I, I actually believe what he what he's saying in you know put something artificial. And I want to go read about Chris Weidman. This guy's getting destroyed left, right, and center, and he's having a career in the UFC with and he's performing just almost as well as he did before. Now, if you get even 90% of Jack Eichel, that is a thousand percent better still than anybody. I'm even having trouble visualizing right now because a fusion basically is they grab, they grab the bones, they, they staple or screw where the joints, where the joints are and they, That's they, right. they, they close it together. So basically That's those right. joints that are there, they're gone. They never exist That's again. Right. And That's once, right. once you get rid of that, you can never get it back. So it's over. Right. So it never works. So dude. what does your neck, your range of motion in your neck become if it's fused? And that's what that's what's freaking me out because I know it's, I have it in like I said with my ankle, so I know exactly 
what my range of motion is, and I have a lot less mobility than the common person. So you so lose, imagine you a, lose a certain range neck. of motion, yeah. Yeah, you lose which, a certain uh, range of motion, guys, which is... Just, just hearing this talk is giving me anxiety about... <laughs> he's going to be like... I'm he's willing... Gonna be- He's gonna be like the original well, Batman. Like he can't I, move his all of this, neck. all of this. Obviously, I'm willing, I'm willing to risk. <laughs> we're willing to risk a future star, potential KK, and other assets because it's not gonna be a one for one trade. It's you're getting rid of KK as a Paling or. No, but I think that's why all these teams. I think that's why all these teams dropped out because right, once course. medical yeah. records weren't yeah. clear, they weren't. Buffalo wasn't giving them. All right, and I would okay? drop. But out at the same, well. at the same time. You already know it's like a neck back thing, so Dude. it's like okay, fine. I think Montreal was in it. I think Montreal yeah, even yeah, till yeah, up I... until yesterday, they probably were very interested in Eichel and were coming up with packages and all that. But now that this came out and this article came out, and and from his agent, I have to think Montreal said, "Listen, we'd love we'd love to have Jack Eichel. One, not at any cost, and two, uh, it's too much of a risk I, at this point. I, I gotta go look at something else. I say yeah. I still use, believe Bergevin is gonna try, but with a lower yeah. with a lower for, offer for sure. Because he's they won't accept. What they he's gonna accept. do is he's gonna probably use Buffalo's desperations to trade him against them. Like eventually, he's not. They're gonna keep him. I'm telling you. Ali Macha already lowballed them. No, yes. but guys, All there's that... a reason why he's not been traded yet. Come on, there's any team in the league who has a space or cap or players to trade? They would have done it already. If that was the case, I think they would have. I think they would have done it if it wasn't for the. There's a serious thing. He would have been to the Rangers. He would have been for sure. Boston. No, but Zook, do you think he's a he's a cancer in the room? Well, that's what I said. That's been coming out a lot too lately. That's what I said. Cancer, but he's definitely not a leader. Okay, okay, okay. Not not a cancer in the room, but a guy that Eric Stahl came out saying he can't be mentored. Right? Did he? No. Yes. I sent I sent it to you guys today. Yeah. Okay. He may not but be a leader. Everyone thinks he is as a, a leader, captain, exactly. but he's not—he's not someone to me that's going to disrupt. Like honestly, you need to have him go there and do your job type, honestly, of, type of player. He doesn't need it, to lead the team, and that's what I don't want him for. In the Habs, we have leaders already: Gallagher, we have uh, those young exactly. guys. Price. Don't make he, him a captain. Don't he's make him come in here and score. Okay. Okay. Say. Question for you guys. Let's let's move on to another topic. Getting excited all, 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 all I just want to say, Antti, before you start, just Joey. This whole thing about Eichel, you really are Veruca Salt from fucking Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Sure. Actually, before you get on to the other to- topic, really yes, are, listeners, with a proper package that does not include Caulfield and Suzuki, I would no. take the risk because, yeah, because the risk to me, the gamble is worth it compared to waiting, fucking. Another thirty years to see a franchise centerman. Look, what if Suzuki is that franchise centerman? Then we have two. That's nice. Look, then we have two. I want the the only circumstances based off what you guys are saying. Then the only circumstances that I would want him here is that Montreal has access, full access to his uh, medical um, file, and that they themselves get informed with, let's say, that doctor in Colorado to see what the viability of the surgery is. Because if Montreal says, yeah, okay, we're, we're open to let uh, Jack Eichel do this, Jesus Christ, there's a plane flying through. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but if, if Montreal has access, Doc. can have this discussion with the doctor and then says, yeah, we'll do it. You got the green light, uh, Eichel, then yeah. But if they don't have that certainty and they don't have those discussions it's- and they don't have the information... No way. I wouldn't take that no risk. No team would do it at that point, Chris. I, I, Montreal, I just want, I just Montreal say, announces a trade. That means they've done all that homework, and I will have to trust so then, yeah, but I just, wanna, I just find it That's very probably. suspicious that Buffalo, for any team they've negotiated with, 
didn't want to release any of the medical records. They don't want to show them. It's as though they know it was going to scare allowed, people though. off. They're not you allowed can. to do that. You, of course, when you're going to yeah, acquire a can. $10 million asset, okay. you need to but know. Didn't the Habs have fucking disclose everything on price? They didn't know anything about price yet. He was going on the Friday. Uh-huh. Yeah, they didn't know yet. Yeah, but they said that he had a potential surgery. No, they no, you know, no, you know what they did? They took they took Paul Paul Byron's problems and said, yeah, yeah, it's Price that has those problems. <laughs> yeah, all right. So please don't pick him. All right. So I just want to give neck- credit to Thirty One Thoughts. Now I have to give. It's not all me. Like if anyone wants to listen to this, any fans, Thirty One Thoughts, Elliot Freeman, like yeah, they released everything though. because of the agent of uh, Eichel came out and they basically they gave the medical records which Buffalo didn't want to give. So. That's the end of it. And makes sense. Did you guys read? I didn't read it yet that I just saw on Twitter. uh, Jack Jack Eichel's agent's issues following statement. There's a statement about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's the one, yeah. Okay, perfect. So let's, yeah, old news. (laughs) Let's move on Eichel talk. Um, Could potentially be the final question of the episode. We'll see where this takes us. Uh, Someone brought up leadership. Now with the potential chance of not seeing Weber coming back dun, dun, dun. who do you think actually two questions in this who do you think wears the <laughs> next season nobody and oh. see weber coming back to this team in a different way like oh, a defensive okay. coach okay team. okay also let me let me start with this please go sammy boy. because because weber is not a f- officially retired this is yet. this is what this yet is, yet 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 until until Weber retires, I don't think they're going to take the C away from him. Even though I truly believe the next guy in line is Brendan Gallagher to be the captain. Mm. Every, I think a lot of people will agree with that. Yep. A lot of people have been saying that for years. But I think just out of respect for Shea Weber, especially after the run they had, what he's going through with the injury, and basically mm. the, leader, the leadership he showed throughout this, the end of the season and into the playoffs being injured, for, for me personally, I think – out of respect for him, they're not going to give the C to anybody. Hold on that. There's going to be there's going to be an additional assistant captain. So hold like, on, Sammy. Jeff have, Petrie. Exactly. When was the last time the Habs had no captain? It was it was when it was before uh, Patch writing. No, it was at, it was when Gianta left the team. And how terrible had, was the team, dude? They were pretty good. No, I don't think they made well, the playoffs that year. The last no time league. they didn't have a captain was when they were still voting, and uh, Subban thought he had a chance. Yeah, no, it, was, it was it was on Markov. It was one Mark. It was Markov, Placanitz, Pacioretty, and Subban all had assistant captains. I thought yeah. that team That's... was lacking something, and then they got Pacioretty as captain. fair. But but dude, but dude, I, I look, man, I don't know. I they I were still he... lacking something when they got Pacioretty as captain. Dude, he's the worst. Dude, <laughs> so, 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 I I I I think out of out of respect for Shea Weber until he's officially yeah done for the Montreal Canadiens. I, I, I don't I don't think they're gonna give. Unless, unless they do, the last time I, sorry, Chris, the last time I remember somebody else got the captain letter because the other captain was injured. The last time I remember this was Kovalev during the 2008 playoffs. Boom, boom. When, when, sorry, was Chris, was that what you were going to say? Exactly. Okay, well, when when Koivu got injured and then Kovalev got got the captain, got the captaincy. I don't know if they're going to go, I don't know if they're going to go that way. That's just Look, I I was just about to say, I was just about to say, Montreal loves to have their captain. Uh, Gallagher's next in line. And yep. seeing that Weber's going to be out as long as he's going to be, I could very well see um, Brent. Uh, see, see, uh, I could very well see the C on top of uh, Gallagher's jersey. 
And like I said, if and when Weber comes back, well, then he gets it back. And again, I'm not here to compare Koivu and Weber, but look, Koivu is one of the most uh, well-known captains of the Montreal Canadiens, one of the most well-respected captains of the Montreal Canadiens. And Kovalev was able to tied, wear that tied, C while he was the, gone. So tied for, tied for the longest with John Belleville. And to this he, day, conspiracy theory, Anthony is still convinced <laughs> <laughs> that they got rid of Koivu because they didn't want him to surpass John Belleville as longest serving captain. It's a fact. I can put, put my house you, and my life on the line. Are you line feeling for that. triggered, Anthony? That I trigger something? Okay. I, I, I can put my, <laughs> I can put my whole my life savings, my house, my life on the line. I don't suggest that, Anthony. Because then, because then, because then, they would not want. Zook is going to be your boss then. Next oh, episode, Bob Gainey, special guest. Don't Bob. do that. Oh my God! Imagine they would not want Sekwebu to be the top, the 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 most. Captain in, in Habs history, it's John Bidevo and to stay that forever. Well, they're t- they're tired. I, I don't I don't think there's going to be another captain this season. Uh, I no, season. it's going to be they're going to add another A and they're going to give that A. To I don't P3. think it's the best idea, yeah. dude. But anyways. that that's what's going to happen. Uh, I don't. I really, really don't think they're going to go with that because at the end of the day, it's like Sammy said. Unless Shea Weber actually comes out and he won't because he's not going to screw over Nashville or Montreal. Mm. Unless he comes out saying I retire, I can't play, I'm done. He's going to still be the captain. What I could see, could it be possible that they bring him, you know, as a behind the bench somewhere in the room, something like that? Maybe. But I, I think, so. I think, I think Shea Weber, he's going to be spoken about, but I don't think we're going to see or hear of Shea Weber. I, I how about this? Maybe the end of the Logan Mayu's mentor. Who? Ooh. That's a good thing. I don't think we're there yet. Somebody no, with such a stature like Shea we're Weber mentoring Logan no. Mayu. Logan Mayu is not even going to touch the NHL for at least a couple no, years. No, 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 for, no. Yeah, for now, no. But like I'm yeah. saying, eventually, right? I I agree with everyone. By the way, I don't I don't think they're going to give a captaincy. They're just going to let it go. If they do, it's going to be Gallagher. That's all. I'm but, uh, question: yeah, yeah, If yeah. if he's on LTIR, is he allowed to be in the room? Yeah, mm, that's a good question. Well, Carey Price was. Carey Price should have got his knee injury. You saw him in the back waving at the crowd. That he was there. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's I, what I, that's what's gonna happen. He's, he's, on, the pay, he's on the payroll. The, it's just the difference guys, is the insurance is paying him and not the Montreal Canadiens. You guys remember when way back when Mike Commissaire got injured and he actually went behind the bench for yeah. a game or two? Yes. I I I I, I don't know. I, I would love to see. Shea I would Mark love to see Weber there. Commissaire because not it'll even probably one happen. Joey, you, you think it'll happen, Adrian? I think. If I think he's not gonna play. He's gonna stay in the room. Yeah, but I hope so because he still needs to be. They vocal. should put Shea Weber at the top. Be the be the video guy. See what not the video guy, but see what he what, <laughs> oh what he God, sees imagine? from from on top. You know what no, he's gonna be the guy on the mic. Yo, guys, what are you doing? <laughs> I just <laughs> I, like I just think he's gonna be yelling at the shot. He's gonna be for Mike. the next year. He's just gonna stay away, recover from whatever surgery he's gonna get, be with family, uh, and that's it. Shea Weber yeah. is gonna be yeah. Shea Weber, and. You know what? Maybe he'll announce his retirement in about two years from now. Maybe his contract's going to get a, a acquired by a Nashville, something like that. I just don't. Yeah. With the way, do we honestly are we still thinking that he's going to show up in the playoffs and pull a Kucherov? I Not hope. I don't think so. I, I, I really. So. I'd be. I, I at first I'd be one of the. I'd be lying to you if I said I didn't expect something like that when we first heard it. You know, with the, right before the expansion draft and all that stuff, yeah. but. You see, like how Mark Bergevin reacted to this, how with the players he's acquiring, the way well, he's talking to the media when he's talking about Shea Weber, like 
Schuweber is a is a beast, but he's a broken man. Yeah, well, he's yeah, putting the yeah, mileage throughout his entire career. Look, and I think we all saw it when they finished, when he got eliminated. They all went to hug Weber. I think they all knew it. I right, the boys. It. Chris and I called it. We saw it together, man. We called it. Boys, they wouldn't. Zook. The GM would not go out and say there's careers on the line if it wasn't serious. For sure. I'll, I'll even say this. I'll even say this. They would have never signed David Savart to four years. And that's true. They would have yeah. tried getting a player for a year yeah. just to make this up is, for this is, this is why I still think you Mat- never know, though, man. I think this is why, again, to the puck moving defenseman issue. I think why Mat- I, this is why Norlander, Matthias baby, come on up. There might be looked at a lot more closely. Well, Mark Bergevin mentioned it, right? He did yes, say yeah. it. He goes, "We do have a Norlander as a puck Fucking moving. Right. We'll so, see. We'll evaluate exci- him as the I'm goes. excited. I'm excited. He's to gonna have a good camp. All right, boys. I think so too. Yeah, we're gonna wrap it up with Joey's final question. Go for it, Joe. The floor is yours. I'm glad you guys just brought that up. So look, my. As much as I like the season, and I think Zook knows this, uh, my excitement is the offseason and trades and what's going on. Besides, yes, besides obviously, Jack Eichel. I've been very excited with what's going on with the league, Montreal, even that Eichel situation. Bergevin mentioned in his press conference that he's aware he needs centermen and a puck-moving defenseman. Now, I like, I like hearing names, just different opinions. We didn't cover this at the beginning with the signing. I, I would I'm one of I'm a betting man. I'm gonna say I don't think Bergevin's done. I think everyone agrees to it. I'm assuming you guys do. He's I been a little too quiet. Time. I think and there's a plethora of wingers. We all know this. There's a trade gonna happen somewhere. Is there an opportunity? And can you and, and can you give me a name if you guys have of a player that would fit or that you would like to acquire? I have a yes. name in mind. I he, want to hear from everybody. I, 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 I could talk to or center. I could speak Simon's gonna say it for me, but I'm, I like, guess, I, I'm about to yell it before him you want to say it the same name three Christian two one Dvorak Dvorak yeah, Dvorak, well, yeah. no but so I'll, I'll speak for Vito real quick Vito mentioned his name I remember here Dvorak at one point what was it, a couple of seasons ago like at the trade deadline he was there weren't that many big names available but he was one of them that were like sometimes like no we could definitely use him as a depth player uh Vito definitely was right about him this is a guy that uh, if I miss details, Vito, you just fill right in. But this is a guy that could score 15 goals almost. And he he he, he does more or less the same thing that No does, including winning faceoffs. There's look, there's another name that's floating around also as a centerman. I'm not particularly interested, but Thornton. I don't know if any of you know <laughs> Derek Stepan. Okay. No, he's he's signed, signed, signed in Carolina right now, oh, shit. like like Jesus. a couple of hours ago. I've been out all day, so I'm, not, we're I'm, not I editing. apologize for we're that. Not editing of, that uh, we're, not, we're not editing that, Chris, by the way. That's staying in the episode. <laughs> Look, it's okay. You <laughs> forgot that I was playing that giraffe role in game six uh, outside the Bell Center for you guys, so it's all right. We all make the Is Vatanen signed, guys? I don't want Vatanen. No, no, no. Sammy no. Vatanen, no? No. No, but so, v- um, I don't know, Vito, if you want to fill in more about Dvorak and, uh, real quick. Oh, Vito's gone no. mute. Can't hear you, buddy. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. All right. Well, yeah, oh, there, there he is. There we go. Bye. Sorry, guys. So, <laughs> Dvorak, he's throughout his entire career, if I'm not mistaken, since he got into the NHL, he's never gone below 50% of the faceoff circle. Defensively, yeah, I would say he's not as, like, let's give Denno credit on his defensive yeah. game. He's right up there. He's in the, he's among the top in the NHL. I don't think Dvorak is at, Dano level, he's probably at a whole level below that. But in terms of goal scoring, he's a better goal scorer than Dano is. So 
where yeah. where Dano is lacking, Dvorak puts up a bit more. Where Dvorak is lacking a little bit is not as bad. Honestly, right? now people might go look at Dvorak and they'll see his plus minus is minus as like is is he's been a consistent minus player. Yeah. Um, if you're one of those people that love plus minus, but at the same time, don't forget he's playing for Arizona. Arizona, <laughs> right? The Coyotes, so, baby. So there's that to say. And at the end of the day, Dvorak is also signed for four years at 4.45 or 4.5 exactly. Dude, for a 20 so, goal scorer, and, and he's and he's 25 years old. So yeah, he's younger. That that would lead him to basically finish off his contract at around the same age that we just lost Deno at. Perfect. More he's or less. basically making. I have it. I have it right here. Yeah, he's making 4.45 million for the next uh, four years. And, and he's at, a big guy too. He's and at twenty five, and at twenty five years old, like, uh, like you said, so he is younger. Yeah, he well, he's six feet, one hundred ninety five. Like he's not big. It, it's, very Deno, than, it's very Deno. It's very Deno esque. Just yeah. that we don't. The only thing I can't say, and I, I'm not going to say it, is I can't really say that he would replace Deno at one hundred percent. He would definitely no, mitigate no, that one hundred percent. It's just that we don't know. Him, we don't know where he's what, what he's completely capable of doing because one he's been in arizona two i'd be yeah, lying exactly. to you if i said i watched every single arizona no, game that's that's that's, that's, that's that's number two and number three i do think he'd be a fantastic third line guy who's going to come in play the third line and probably the second if need be and, and not complain and not complain about it, about it yeah. Yeah. right so so speaking of dano like Okay, whatever. LA, they signed him. Good for them. Whatever. Good for him. He got what he wanted. He's, he's whatever. Do you not think he's gonna run into those same problems in two, three seasons from now? With with maybe Kopitar is gonna decrease a little bit, but with Quinton Byfield and Alex Turcutt coming Turcotte. up as well. Yep. Like yes, he's yep. still making more money, better weather, less pressure. So yeah, I, mean, I, I get ah. that, but but like his his role is not gonna. Maybe maybe this season, next season, maybe his he role might role. be. I, I don't know, dude. All about the money. It's all about the money, boys. There, 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 so there's your Anthony, politics, you're Anthony. I'm going to end this off, but I'll mention my player um, <laughs> before you actually end it off. Thank you this very much. Go, Joe, finish it off. <laughs> yeah, so to go a bit off track, a bit off, maybe it's no one's ever heard of it. I would actually target uh, John Klingberg out of Dallas. Um, I like him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would love John Klingberg, but what you're asking again, you're, Hold you, on. I, I understand Hold. you're going for the home run. Do you have any idea what it's going to cost to acquire Hold John on. Klingberg? Elliot Friedman you know mentioned that they might have trouble signing him due to cap. They're already over cap and there are rumblings that teams have asked him about, about a trade. So if I was Montreal, it might be an opportunity at his 4.25 million uh, to try to get him off of uh, Dallas's hands. They might not be able to sign it because because he has he is a UFA at the end of the year. Yes, Joey. At the rate the defensemen are going, at nine and a half million dollars, you're gonna bring back Subban. All right, boys. Take it easy there. That was my cue to end this conversation. Oh my god. All right, ladies and gentlemen. A month vacay unless somebody big signed or traded for. I'm excited for this gentlemen. We would like to thank you all, all our listeners and followers out there. For showing the love and support, 90 episodes in, this ain't the end. We will be coming back. And trust me, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have some some fun times next season. Fun times. Well, lots, we'll of, lots, up with- lots of whole new content. Lots of different ways of sharing it with you. We're, we're, 
We're building a bigger future for ourselves and for you all as well when it comes to the Montreal Canadiens and hockey. Right, and, we've got some nice things and, in the pipeline. And if you're still listening, maybe some merchandise coming up, boys and girls. Oh. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, thank Here you all. This is the season finale of the Curfew Boys. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, listen to us on Apple, Anchor, Google, and Spotify. I love you all. Guys, <laughs> enjoy this off-season. We'll see you all in October, maybe earlier. Maybe, maybe September. Some, maybe September. September. Maybe next week if Jack Eichel gets traded here, Joey. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I will some... make my own podcast. I'll do my own episode. <laughs> oh, there's gonna be there's gonna be there's gonna be a Roma versus Lazio, Zook versus Joey podcast. <laughs> Joey, Joey and Eichel. Joey yeah, and Eichel. You're gonna lose. Joey Eichel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for the last time this season. Good. But <laughs> what? What? Bye now! Bye now! Bye now! Bye now! Bye now. Bye now. Bye now. No, 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 no! Good night! Good night! <laughs> Good night, boys! Good guys! Good night! This <laughs> one is fucking suck! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>